Hold the line. Love isn't always on time. Hello, Zanro. Hi, Miff. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy now because I get to hang out with you. I know. We've got plenty of time to just bang on about stuff that everyone else will be thinking about, but we're going to talk about and give you if the heads up. If not already. This, it's been a yeah. very big week. Uh, I'm almost not, not coping with the, amount of, <laughs> with the amount of things that are going on in the world at the moment. <laughs> Look, just a heads up. We're going to be talking about poo, and I think you know exactly what we mean. <laughs> very soon. We're going to be talking about poo. How can we not? It's... I mean, you know, in these troubled times, talk. in these troubled times, we need a distraction. And this week, the world <laughs> got the distraction it has been screaming for. We shall get to the bottom of that, bottom of the bowl, a little bit. <laughs> bottom of we, the bowl in so we many scrape ways. The skid marks in so many of ways. Your week. Today. Oh, sorry, I've just <laughs> gone very blue all of a sudden. Mm. Look, this is, but you know, not a poo podcast. Although that is a great concept for a podcast. But this is bang on. Oh my god, people would be. <laughs> Fascinated with that, wouldn't they? They would. Because really, they are. It's, it's writing a, that down for 2018 yeah. Ideas Poo Ideas, podcast. ABC Ideas Poo Podcast. Poo Podcast. All right, I got that noted. <laughs> but no, this is Bang On um, and welcome to our Bang Fam. If you're a first-time listener, this is your shortcut to all the conversations of the week that are happening mainly in music, art, culture, life mm. and stuff. Poo. Mm. Um, and also, very, very super excitingly, we announced in the last week or so that we're going to be doing Bang On live for the very first time We are taking November. it to the theatre. Yes. Does that make me and you a thespian? Well, I think that we've just been recognised that Bang On is an incredibly highbrow podcast and needs to take yes. to the stage. So. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> the John Bell, thing. away with you. <laughs> Bang On's coming. Um, but we are just basically going to be presenting our podcast as we do each week uh, with a live audience. It's no, be but amazing. I just said just as a you know kind of to let you down gently, but then I'll raise it back up by saying yeah. there'll be some added bonuses and features. I'm trying to figure out if we can do like the same thing as you know the DJ on Ellen, who's just in the corner, and every time we get excited about something, <laughs> he just drops some you know classic R and B. Just get a bit of that action. Is that a good concept? Yeah. yeah, that works. That really works. I like that. People will pay for that too. Well, like Pete, this is the thing. People are paying. There's a lot of tickets have been sold and I just want to give you a heads up. Like we would love you to be there. It's happening on the 12th of November, which is a Sunday as a part of the Yak Festival, which is a new festival. There's a bunch of great other people who are going to be talking about stuff, as it sounds like yakking, like Sam Simmons and the Kates from the Catering Show. So many good people on the bill. Yeah, and then uh, Bang On Live is making its first ever appearance at this festival. It's going down at Giant Dwarf in Sydney on Sunday, November 12, and you can grab tickets now. Um, Thank you to everyone who's scooped them up nice and early. That is very gratifying to us. We're really, really, really excited, super excited. If you want to be part of that big live event, you can find all the details. We'll put them in the show notes for you, very easy to find um, for Bang On Live. Yep. With our special DJ. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we'll show do something. Tunes, show we'll do tunes, lots of things. Show tunes, dance routines, whatever. It's it's all coming. It's coming. The ideas are <laughs> bubbling away. Very exciting. Well, speaking of music, maybe not just live music um, well, in, in our Bang On podcast, but I'm surrounded by music this week in Brisbane. You're in Brisbane. We're talking down the phone line. Um, yeah. It's nice to see your face. How is it? You're at Big Sound. For those people who don't know, Big Sound is one of the biggest music industry showcases slash shindigs slash talk fests that yeah, you, can, yeah. you can get along to. 
And it is like, that's the thing. It's like a music industry conference. So during the day, there's lots of talks and stuff, but then it's also kind of a festival in the afternoon and evening where there's showcases. So bands play for half an hour slots at venues all over Fortitude Valley, which is so well set up for that because you can just jump around from all these small rooms to small stages and stages set up in car parks and backyards and all kinds of stuff. And it's pretty much all focused on new Australian artists and it's been so good and in fact particularly this year there's been such a huge contingent of really strong female performers mm. including this Melbourne band that I reckon you would have heard of Miff RVG that yes. is uh, got a f- amazing front woman Romy actually the band is kind of named for her it stands for Romy Vega group and she is just this powerful ruler in front of the band the guys kind of just are there dealing with her force while she's like Great. singing these intense I songs seen them play live i hear they're amazing well it's interesting because i was there watching this show with some melbourne friends because you know melbourne people go to brisbane to watch melbourne bands that's the rule that's of what course. you do <laughs> so course, and we, br- we bring our black wardrobe <laughs> that was yes. up for the occasion and, and get very frightened of shorts I'm allowed Melbourne. to say that because I'm from Melbourne. I know, so. <laughs> but Melbourne people and I include myself in that. We are frightened of shorts. <laughs> yeah, we don't true. know. We don't know how to do them. It's like fashion is not a problem in Melbourne, <laughs> but shorts we can't do. Well, there is a lot of denim on the hot streets of Brisbane. Yeah, and um, RVG were really fantastic. But yeah, it was interesting to be there with some Melbourne friends because they said to me, "It's weird. Like everyone in Melbourne's talking about RVG, and there's heaps of people internationally that are talking mm. about them, but no one else in other capital cities in Australia really knows who they are." So I thought that was interesting. If you want to check them out, RVG, as it sounds, just the letters. Have a little listen to their stuff. The other person that has really um, been blowing me away is Stella Donnelly, who is this incredible Perth singer-songwriter. And I've been listening to her songs on Unearthed for a little while, Mm. including this amazing one that she just released. So that's a new song, Boys Will Be Boys. You've got to kind of listen to the whole song to get the full story of it. But it's basically a story, a very personal one, based on something that her friend told her where she was, her friend was sexually assaulted. And it's about that idea of, you know, being questioned, the victim being questioned, why did you wear your shirt so low? Why were you walking alone? This is something that a lot of women, you know, why why did you go out at night by yourself? It's just yeah, like, why well, did not, you drink all those drinks? That sort not, of thing. You know, yeah, it's, you're asking the Vic, wrong it's qu- victim, questions it's of the blaming. wrong person. Exactly. Victim blaming. And this is a really powerful song. Every time I play it on the radio, people just kind of, you know, tools down on the work site. Yeah. People are really flawed. So I went along to her show fully expecting to be bawling my eyes out, but instead <laughs> – I was just laughing my ass off because she's oh. so funny and her the, her other songs are really great stories, these little vignettes of life. But then between every song, she just had this amazing banter and it felt like I was watching this kind of almost like Renaissance woman cabaret performer all around us, just incredibly compelling, beautiful voice, really self-deprecating but in a powerful, wonderful way. And then, you know, these great songs as well. And that song came in towards the end and she's just amazing. So... There's a couple of little tips from Big Sound for me. It's been a great week here. Sheer Mag, how good. Do you know Sheer Mag, Miff? Yeah, fantastic. What so a great good. vocalist. 
Yeah, Tina. She's incredible. Yeah. And she's one of the people um, that we were both really excited about this when I emailed you a couple of days ago. I said, let's talk about this. You're like, yes, let's talk about this. Really wonderful piece that came out in the New York Times, which, you know, it's 2017. It's online. And in fact, that's where it thrives, called... Rock's not dead, it's ruled by women. And it's basically setting up this idea that the idea of rock, I think, is code for four white dudes with guitars. That's kind of yeah. what you think of when you're thinking of rock and roll. But And there have been a lot of think pieces where you know, written by particularly male critics saying rock is, rock is dead, but rock is now the new jazz in that it's a dead art form. There are no more new avenues in which to go or to take it. Yeah. So I think this is where this gets really interesting. Absolutely, because there's you know this article is basically positing that it's women and non-binary performers who operate just below the mainstream, um, yeah. and they're the people who are making the most exciting music. And this is such a good article because it's you know it's a think piece. It's not too long, and that's what yeah. we're here to help you with as well. But yeah. there's also as a part of it this fantastic partner multimedia piece, which really just captures the songs and the images. They've you know recorded a whole bunch of interviews in the places where these bands are writing and performing and hanging out and hanging out together as well, different people from different bands, hanging out with other people from other bands and really sharing their experiences as songwriters but also how they're received critically. And, yes, there is, of course, plenty of talk about gender because, I'm yeah. sorry, it still exists. <laughs> Sexism is still rife in the music industry. And I just love this piece. It was such a great entry into a whole bunch of bands like Sheermag, like Diet Sig, uh, you know, the Crutchfield Sisters is really wonderful. Mm. All very much American bands too. Well, and if anything too, I think it's exciting when you read stuff like this. It's actually exciting to go a form that I've grown up loving and very much based pretty much my entire career on, mm. not just rock but music in general and contemporary music, to be hearing of late, it's, it's over, there's nowhere to go, it's it's a dead art and, and all of that. It's it's great to it's see. So it's so dismissive as well, isn't it, that it's idea? Coming it's coming like alive. It's done. <laughs> yeah, it's coming alive again or it always was but we're just finding out new ways how to access it or who's doing it and who's making it. That can change but there's still power in music and there's still power in the politics of music and there's still excitement um, among young people for new music. Yeah, and I think that also that thing that's stuck out to me, which I've heard plenty of times before, and I think that I've actually been, you know, we've talked about it before on Bang On about this subconscious bias and how we're guilty of it as well, but that pushback from a lot of these songwriters, you know, Tina from Sheermag talking about how she's known as scary or angry, and she's a force, like live, they're amazing. Remember the first time I ever saw them, I pretty much squeezed into this tiny sweaty room called Beerland in oh, Texas. Is that heaven? Yeah. Otherwise known as heaven. Doesn't smell like heaven, believe me. <laughs> but I kind of squeezed up the front and I was pretty much sta- like sitting on a kind of on a road case. That's the only place I could find right next to her. And she was intense. It was amazing to be around. But people kind of see her and they're like, oh, she's a bit scary. But she makes the point she's so much more multifaceted. And there's this idea, I think, mm. that is often push towards front women who um, they can only be one thing, you know, they're pigeonholed yeah. or they're boxed in. Same as, you know, when a female songwriter writes about relationships, it's kind of trivial or or weak or whiny, one of the words that um, one of the artists sees as well. But if a male sings about it, about heartbreak, he's a genius and he's showing his yeah. brutal honesty, you know, these mm-hmm. double standards are still rife. And you, when I'm, I know when I was reading about this, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I've thought those things too, you know, that subconscious mm-hmm. bias as well. So it's great to see these women really pushing back and, and pushing against that kind of all those ideas that have existed for so long. Yeah, and owning gigs at Beerland. 
<laughs> Take She's me to amazing. Beerland or lose me forever. She's amazing. That's the other thing about this piece, you know, do have a read of it, but check out the multimedia piece and then also yeah. linked to it is this Spotify playlist of 50 acts that you should be checking out. Um, so we're recommending a recommender to you. It's like a tic-tac-toe family tree vibe on Bang On this week. From the female musical experience, Zan, I'd like to move into the world of the uh, personal female experience. Yes. Um, you've all read the article. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with <laughs> Oh my god! Unexpected comedy provided by our bang boy James. You didn't tell us you were going to do that. Oh, so good. Now, if you've had your head in the sand, or maybe you've been stuck in a window chasing your own poo, um, this has got to be the story of the week, month, maybe twenty seventeen, of a, a woman who does a poo. Doesn't flush on a date. Throws throw yeah. So obviously at the you know her suitor's apartment, mm. throws it out the window. Gets stuck. It got thinks, stuck between two windows. Two windows. There was two windows. I'm not sure how this works, but that's it's what like happened. Old fashioned double glazing, but with a mm. poo in the sandwich. And, and she had to go through the ultimate dilemma of: Do I retrieve <laughs> said poo? Do I leave poo there for people to discover said poo? Um, or do I? I don't know what is there a third option. I don't think, I think there is. Though, so this is like first of all the image of her wedged down the window. I, and can I? Is amazing. The 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 person who she's on a date with took that photo of her stuck <laughs> in the window. Took it. Would you go out with him again if you put a photo of you stuck in a window retreat? Would he go out with her again if she threw a poo out the window? What compels you to throw, to scoop into the bowl and pick up your poo? I mean, mm. she did have some, she used a, you know, a, a sheath of toilet paper to protect mm. her, but that mm. stuff is getting pretty soggy pretty quick. It's a warm poo in the palm of her hand and she's turfing it out the window. <laughs> this is what's happening. Is it too Am late I... to give a content warning for anybody who has poo phobia? <laughs> Sorry, everybody does them. I think they'll be fine. Um, it reminds me of that episode of Broad City. Remember the one where she had to put a poo in a shoe? <laughs> yes! But this, see, this story is, is age old and I think what's really interesting about it is it's tied up particularly with females. That mm. You know, there's this whole thing that, oh, you're, you're a lady. We you fart wouldn't... butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make any smells or any, any right. movements. That's right. So, you know, it's all kind of tied up with that and you've got to hide it and all of that business that's going on. And I think that's why people are fascinated. And you know what I love about this story even more than anything? Mm. They're going on another date. Yes. Ultimate they... respect. Absolutely. This is the thing. Imagine those early days of a relationship where you go, mm, can I, oh, you know, all that. It's gone straight away. Yeah. That door <laughs> is now closed literally. They are open to in the bathroom. Very open. The bathroom is open. <laughs> Very open. The thing that the the biggest thing about this is that it is it resonates with all of us. Like you say, you know, we've all been in that situation in terms of particularly as women and that expectation of us not, you know, being a lady. Uh, there's, there's no waste. We just eat and then it, you know, evaporates. It goes off to air. But luckily, I grew up with three brothers, and so I've never had to experience that. But I know that a lot of other women do. You know, like it's it's. Oh, too high expectations on us to be perfect. And but does it make you think also, what would I do in that situation? Because tell oh, me you yeah. weren't reading that and thinking, what, you know, <laughs> if I was faced, how many flushes would I give it? What would I do? What oh, else, you know, it's not like you can go to, you're not in your house. Like the only thing between you and the guy is like the window outdoor. You can't take the poo out past it. What do you do? Yeah. 
well, exactly. You can't this like is... mash it with a potato masher and try and get it down into a smaller, like, just thinking about, am I sharing too much about my own dilemmas too, in dating? Too much. <laughs> too much. But you know. What I'm saying is we are all the poo woman. We are all the exactly. poo woman this week. Exactly. This story is not uncommon though. I've I've heard it's. I thought it was an urban myth, but I fear it might be true. A friend of a friend of a friend told me about a young woman who went out on a date with this gentleman. She spent the night, and he they're really into each other. And he said, "Oh, I've got to go off to work, so I'll just leave you, leave you here, and you can let yourself out. It'd be great to see you again." Same thing happened, but what she did was popped it in a plastic bag, and uh, and in the thought that she could take it out with her as she exited the apartment, exited the apartment with no key to get back in, left the bag on the kitchen bench. (laughs) It was the takeaway he was not expecting. That is so messed up. What happened? What happened? I'm pretty sure they didn't have a second date. Fashion update. Zan, aren't we, are aren't we out of Melbourne Fashion Week? What's this well, little surprise? <laughs> no, we're still in Melbourne Fashion oh, Week. Oh, good. There's good. a day to go, so I'd like to keep you up to date with the latest trends. Thank you. I'm fairly certain everybody's seen this too because, again, another fashion update involving denim that is ludicrous. Do you have a spare $838.38, Zan? It depends what it's for, Miff. Well, if it's denim related, <laughs> it's denim related. These are a den- This is a denim related work expense. <laughs> y Project on Netta Porter offered up a lovely little jacket for those of you who want to be at the head of the curve, uh, or ahead of the curve, I should say. And this denim jacket is looks fairly normal, fairly standard, but then it has sleeves the length of I don't know what's the highest building in the country. <laughs> Uh, let, let's just say the Empire State Building. Sleeves <laughs> the length of the Empire State Building. So if you want to go out dressed as, particularly if they're matched with a flared pant, oh God. dressed as Gumby in denim, <laughs> then I have the jacket for you. And this understandably went c- completely nuts on Netta Porter. It was just. That's not sh- a joke. It's not a joke, but now what they've done in their embarrassment and shame that this is the world's most ridiculous jacket, they've updated their photos on on the on the page, and the sleeves are no longer long. They've folded them up as if it's an extra <laughs> roll up. Ridiculous! <laughs> what do you own, do though with sleeves? Own that your long wizard sleeve. You're giving you're giving up any use of your hands for however long you're wearing this jacket. How do you get around? It's basically like is it like a denim straight jacket? Is that yes. what's going on here? Yes, it is absolutely <laughs> denim straight jacket. If you tied that up, that's exactly what it would be. But then again, it's fashion, <laughs> and none you of you have this to matters. ask. You don't understand it. <laughs> Hey, can I can I just add? Um, I had I had a funny night the other night. I was in my pajamas. They've got owls on them, and I was wearing some textured sock and a really really unattractive slipper with some sort of fake wool knit on it. Mm. I took a photo and put it on, and I tagged Melbourne Fashion Week hashtag <laughs> Melbourne Fashion Week. And you know how start like if you go um, Melbourne Fashion Week twenty seventeen and Melbourne Fashion Week hashtag the both of them. Of all their beautiful pictures and all the gorgeous tones and all the fashion photos, my, my boots at the top. I've mucked up their timeline and I feel so You give bad. the people what they want, Miff. 
<laughs> Seriously. You're oh, trending. Look at it. I, I was trending. My boot, my, my, my bad slipper. <laughs> look, it was an interesting combination of colours, but I think you deserve to be at the top. Thanks. Thank you, Pasha. <laughs> On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again Miff, you can't leave without telling me about van life as well. You spent the week in the back of a van. I did. Like puberty I- blues. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Where's me dim sim? Doesn't no. fit. I don't. Sorry. I don't. <laughs> it's like muscle memory, isn't it? Quite literally. Um, yes, I did. I did. I um had a, had a week off, and I spent it in a camper van, one of those um, camper vans with with uh, a fella, my fella, and drove down the coast, the south coast of Australia. And I don't think I was necessarily inspired by those hashtag van lifers that you see on Instagram. I love those. They make me want to hire vans and go and live out the back of them and have no, not I a know. care in the world. I know. Can I just say? It's an absolute sham, Zanro. It's a scam. It's a sham. They are all Social media is lying to me? All those people, like, where's my office now that recently got profiled in the New Yorker? Uh, if you read that, it is quite exceptional um, how incredibly staged every single bit of it is, which we knew anyway. But I guess I kind of had a little inkling of belief that it was pretty easy. It's the hardest thing you can do. It's not a holiday, Zan. It's What's not the- a holiday. <laughs> You've come back scarred. What's the reality of living in a very small space with someone else for a week? It was actually really lovely and I slept incredibly well out amongst nature and had no distractions. I really felt like I disconnected from life. But come on, showering in your thongs every single day (laughs) and wearing exactly the same clothes for five of them because you can't be asked trying to find your suitcase, which is up above the kitchen cooker. And, um, you know, my dad, we used to have a van, a camper van, a VW camper van, burnt orange, 70s, and I think that's where I got the nostalgia from. Mm. And mind you, I'm prob- I'm already currently looking online for my own van. I am inspired, <laughs> even though I kind of hated it. Um, my dad said it's like driving around in a kitchen with all that stuff in the back, and it's so true. You're driving around in a kitchen, you're showering in public toilets and wearing thongs, and it's wonderful, equal parts wonderful and equal parts not so much fun either. So I feel, like, I feel like I've been lied to a little bit, but I had a ball. I don't know how that works. It's kind of like liking but hate liking. Well, we do that all the time on Bang On, don't we? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> can true. I come in your van when you buy your van and can we take Bang On on the road? Bang oh On Road God. Trip? Bang Van. Bang oh. On reg- Bang on Regional <laughs> Tour. Bang Van. Yeah, let's definitely spray paint that on the side of our van and then see who comes up to us. <laughs> If you're talking about your V-Dub pop top, totally just reminded me of when I was 19, uh, I travelled to America and I was with a guy and falling in love, but I'd travelled to America with my best friend and we all bought a 1978 V-Dub pop top, which was kind of this beige colour. We called it musky because it smelt musky. Yeah. And it was amazing and we travelled through the southwest, so like Arizona, California, Utah, um, Colorado, incredible trip but over the course of this I was falling more and more in love with Damien my very first boyfriend my first love and we were sleeping on the top little pop top bit and my bestie was 
<laughs> downstairs. No. No. And I look, all I'm saying is I think she's a very good woman and I'm surprised that we're still friends, but we've been friends ever since. But she would have had to stuff a lot of toilet paper in her ears over that couple of months oh. that we were travelling around. Vans are only meant for two people. No third wheel in the van. Poor thing. If it's rocking, don't bother knocking. <laughs> If it's rocking and you're inside, divorce with friends. If it's rocking, get out of the van. Get out of the van. Oh, yeah. So, Miff, what are you banging on about this week? I'm banging on about a book that I read. It was some holiday reading that I did in the back oh, of the nice. camper van. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's a new Zadie Smith book called Swing Time. Um, I don't need to explain too much, Zadie Smith, UK writer. She mm. writes a lot about, um, well, uh, particularly after talking about chewing gum last week, mm. uh, growing up experiences in North London council flats and East London council flats. Is often That's quite often a, a recurring theme in a lot of her books and, and, and issues of class and race. And swing time is just fantastic. I, it was, you know, it's hard to have a read that, that fulfills a lot of things in terms of making you think on a very deep level but mm. also being a story that you can get swept up with and away with quite easily and this is both of those. It's wonderful and there's a main character who is a pop star called Amy who actually is a bogan from Bendigo. So there is a, a rather delightful Australian link in it but it's it's a really fascinating, really interesting book. Um, I thoroughly recommend it. Oh, I haven't read any Zadie Smith in years but I do remember she writes characters very well so I'm excited to dive into that. Mm, do it. I'm banging on about something that I saw on the screen, a new Australian film called Ali's Wedding. It's weird. When I'm with Diana, I feel like I'm me, you know? It's weird because you're engaged. Can't you guys have, like, 72 wives or something? You've got your hair out. Oh, and you've got a stupid moustache. Dad, we're meant to believe in miracles, right? I mean, they do happen. You and I both know we're never going to be as good as him. Did you get this girl? You told everyone you got. Ever since I was a kid, I was introduced as Dr. Ali this and Surgeon Ali that. I didn't have the guts to tell him I was moron, Ali. What do you want to do? I just want to make you proud, Dad. Ali! Do you really want to be with me forever? So there's a little taster of what Ali's wedding is all about. It's pretty much the story of Osama Sami, who is uh, an actor, comedian, obviously a writer. This is adapted from his book called The Good Muslim Boy, which you might have seen around. Yep. And it is his story. Like, it's pretty much his his true story. And it's a pretty simple one on screen. It's, you know, boy meets girl. Boy gets roped up, roped into a kind of uh, arranged marriage sort of deal. He loses the girl he loves, but then he wins her back. And then there's also a, a sort of side story about the relationship he has with his father, who's a cleric. And it's interesting to see a Muslim cleric being represented as someone who's a very wise man, a really warm, great storyteller, and not the way that we are used to seeing clerics if we're outside of the Muslim community, which is talked about in the news as a radical, you know. So that was kind of nice to see a different side and probably what is more likely the uh, majority side of what clerics are actually in the Muslim community. It's very, very saccharine sweet. Like I think you can hear in the soundtrack there, it actually yeah. sounds like this rousing Disney score, which I love Disney, so I'm fine with, but it's, it's very, very sweet and it is a little bit simple. But I kind of liked that even though it was a comedy, it wasn't a caricature. You know, you've got things like Here Come the Habibs, which is just yeah. awful caricature. This is not that. It kind of showed more the things that bind us as humans than the things that divide us because of these preconceived ideas of religion and belief and culture and 
particularly with you know the Muslim community in Australia and the the friction between Muslims and non-Muslims that seems to be something that doesn't have to be there. I just think that this film went um, a, a long way to you know to to remind us about how similar we are. And Asama's really great in it. He's a really great yeah. actor. So I enjoyed it. I think it's definitely worth worth having a look. And I found it really charming. Very charming. Fantastic. Film. I'm going to go and see it now. You're not going to be here next week, Zan. I know. I'm going to Bali to get my hair done in braids and find yeah. <laughs> <Where> myself. <laughs> Bintang singlet photo or it never happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look so bad in braids, but I have to do it, don't I? You I have, have to, to do it for you. You have to do it, yeah. Um, I am going to go and I'm going to – this is a thing. Like, Namaste. I, I don't like the Namaste. Um, it's going to be a wellness week. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't ever like to miss a week of banging on with you because we love – Mm. Hanging out, sharing ridiculous stories about poo every week when we can. <laughs> That's but- not fair. We only talked about it for the first time on air today. Uh- <laughs> Our movements. But I do actually really want to just switch off and you yeah. know how vicious I am on social media. I'm all mm. over that. I'm going to um, try and do the actual switch off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually clock out for a week. Good, and I think that's really important. And you know what? This the camper van trip that I went on, which probably wasn't as bad at all bad as bad as I made out. I actually really had a nice time. The best bit about it was most of the places I camped were out of range, so it wasn't mm. even an option. It wasn't even a case of turning something on and off. It was just off. Because that's the thing. Is- I mean, the the like the when you post stuff on social media, it's not just you posting it. It's then you checking, seeing what people are saying, yeah, likes. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, like it it's becomes adrenaline. Addic- it's adrenaline rush. Yes, yeah, an addiction. So I'm going to try and break the addiction. And um, I'm not. <laughs> I sound like a wanker, but I'm not drinking. I'm not doing social media. I'm going over to stay with a friend, and she's like, "We're going to do a rope." Friend classes. who you shared a who you shared a camper van with last <laughs> yeah, time. No wonder you're not drinking or doing anything naughty, because I know what you can get up to, and she knows too. She's put some, <laughs> she's put some stipulations on this trip, hasn't she? And I to- I'm totally on her side. <laughs> She's been burned before. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to try and take a bit of a week off and be nice nice and kind to myself and have a little break. So I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks. But you're going to have someone in a special bang honour. In fact, maybe even form a bang gang bang next gang. week. Mm. And you're going to have someone else um, to come in. So I'll, I'll, I'll listen from afar. It won't be the same without you. I'll see you in two weeks and I'll have cornrows, I promise. Yeah, good, good. I expect them. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Miss Love you. Already. Bye. Yeah, yes, good day. Bang. 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 Bang on. Oh, hi. It's Yumi Steins and I just thought I'd sneak into the Bang On studio as Miff and Zan head out the door to tell you about my brand new podcast called Ladies We Need to Talk. We yarn about all kinds of things that don't get talked about enough, like vaginas and masturbation, and when you think you might be drinking too much booze. So come and join the conversation. You can find Ladies We Need to Talk on the new ABC Listen app and wherever you get your podcasts.